I think the point of the exposition is so that you know there is a curse. Okay, but they don't, like, care how it happened? No. Okay. That feels like a little bit of a plot hole. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me start over. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, we'll start over. This is. A, let me set this scene. <laughs> here today that's such a good question so uh we are here because we're best friends and we hang out a lot that's that's important context <laughs> for uh Way all of our it. many listeners it's true to know um but we are here because we have obsessions we do and not only do we have obsessions everybody has obsessions everybody has weird niche oddly specific obsessions and we're here to sort of talk about how we came to be obsessed with these things, mm-hmm. why we're obsessed with them, and why you should be obsessed exactly. with them. Exactly. I think that's the key part is it's things that we love so much and really want to share yeah. why they're great. Yeah, we want to pitch you on our obsessions. I think maybe now we should say who we are. <laughs> I am Renee. This is Obsessions Anonymous. <laughs> yeah, just, so just I, I'm just Renee and you are just Quinn. Quinn. Anyway, yes. So this is your next obsession. That's the title of this podcast. Yes. We're going to tell each other about fun obsessions because the thing is, we are very similar humans yeah. and yet love drastically different drastically things. Drastically different things. We had very similar upbringings, born and mm-hmm. raised in San Francisco, drastically different interests and obsessions. Yeah. But also a cornerstone, I think, of a good friendship mm-hmm. is is still being excited and interested when you're friend or partner or whatever is interested in something that maybe you wouldn't be obsessed with. Yeah, that is, I think, the best part of getting to know someone is just finding out the weird little things that they're so passionate about. Mm -hmm. It's like the most endearing thing about another person. And it it is such a beautiful foundation for deep affection and love for one another. So guess what? We're going to change your life. (laughs) Yes, we are. This is what that you didn't know. And now you do. Yeah, you're fucking welcome. (laughs) All of your relationships will blossom. You didn't know it. Now you do. Speaking of plot twists. (laughs) Oh, what are we getting into today? Speaking of plot twists. Today, we're going to talk about one of my obsessions, which is the movie Practical Magic. Oh, starring who? Starring Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. It was made in 1998. So they were in the bloom of youth and they play sisters who just happen to be witches, who just also happen to be cursed. <laughs> I mean, those like, go hand in hand, I feel like. So. Yeah, if you're a witch, you're for sure cursed. Sorry. Um, they're cursed witch sisters who the curse on their family is that uh, whatever men the women in their family fall in love with, the men die tragically. <laughs> <laughs> tragically. And there's, I guess, nothing they can do about it. Like the story goes, okay, wait, let me set this scene. <laughs> We're in a small town in Massachusetts, and we follow the Owen sisters, who are sisters, and they are witches. <laughs> oh, the Owen sisters, who <laughs> are sisters, in case in case we got confused there. Good, good. Sandra Bullock <laughs> is Sally Owens, and Nicole Kidman is Jillian Owens, <laughs> known as Jilly <laughs> in the movie. Okay, so if you flash back to the 1600s, their ancestor, also a witch, Maria Owens, is exiled by the town. And they try and hang her like you do with witches, but mm-hmm. she doesn't die because she's a witch. Ugh, good for her. Yes. And so she casts a spell on herself. Stay with me here. What? She casts a spell on herself so that because the reason they wanted to hang her is because she was like 
fucking all the townsmen, right? Like, and all the wives. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Just let me clarify. I think it's important, A, for all of our listeners, Mm -hmm. all All of of them, many, many listeners, all the tens of listeners, to know that I have not seen Practical Magic. Yes, you have never seen it. So, all of these questions are are pure. Yeah, pure questions. None of this is Okay, I'm so sorry. I thought thought they wanted her, they wanted to hang her because she was a witch. Yes, and also and also because she was promiscuous. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, like, good for her. Yeah, she was getting it. Um, Your yeah, sexual and so truth. she like was very traumatized by that experience, and so she's exiled, and she casts a spell on herself mm-hmm. so that she will never fall in love again. And the curse is that like any man who is in love with an Owens woman will die. So that's like was a way to like cut herself off from society so that she like wouldn't get hurt. Essentially, okay. That's the basis so, on which this plot. So many questions Lay about the foundation of this movie. Okay. okay, one. If the curse, the purpose of the curse mm-hmm. was so that, that's not going to stop her from sleeping with people. No. Okay. I think, so, I think emotionless sex is fine. It's the falling in love. That's okay, the issue. but the thing that they were hanging her for was the emotionless sex. You're right? reading, already reading too much of <laughs> so this movie. Confused. <laughs> okay, and then two. I'm sorry to say that it's does okay. not feel like practical magic. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, impractical magic to me because shouldn't it just be that like you don't fall in love? Why you're just setting yourself up for heartbreak? Yes. Falling in love and then them dying. And lo and behold, we have the central conflict of this film. Really glad that I inadvertently brought us there. The central conflict of this film is really like, obviously, all of these women, even though they're witches, are human beings. Mm -hmm. And so they fall in love and they want happiness. But the conflict is that they know that that happiness comes at like a really high cost. More extreme than it is for anyone, right? The cost being whoever they fall in love with is going to die. But also whoever falls in love with them. Like, they could fall in love with somebody. Right. And if it was unrequited, they wouldn't die. No. Yeah, that would still suck. (laughs) Yeah, it's real catch-22. Quite a pickle. Guys, which is Owen sisters. Okay, great. So that's, like, the basis, right? Okay, I love it. And so then we pick up with the Owen sisters when they're children. Their father has just died, tragically. Yes. Their mother heard some magic beetle and was like, oh, no, it's a bad omen. But I won't think about it. And then, of course, the father dies tragically. We don't know how or it's very vague. And then the mom, I guess, kills herself or disappears because she's like so upset at the curse. And so the sisters then go to live with their witchy aunts who live together why in this little town, always witchy ants. I don't like know, Sabrina but the teenage awesome. witch, like in this movie, constant. In this movie, they are played by oh, two me. fabulous actresses, Diane Weist and Stalker Channing. Stalker Channing from Greece, Diane Weist from Hannah and Her Sisters, and a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. And they're very fun. They're very campy in this movie. Um, this is another good time to point out that like the genre is sort of a mix between I don't know like witch movies isn't really a genre but I mean like I feel like it could be a genre. right there's like a witchy spooky element but there's okay. also like a romantic comedy element so I love it. It, it, it it does have some very light moments that they sort of contrast with like darker almost horror hmm. elements so it's like hocus pocus meets sleepless in Seattle. That's a surprisingly good comparison <laughs> for someone who's never seen this movie. Thank you. Well done. Okay, great. So now the two little girls, they're growing up. They've just lost their parents. They're orphans. It's Ugh, so fucking sad. That is sad. And uh, little Nicole Kidman is like, I can't wait to fall in love. And Sandra Bullock's like, no, I never want to fall in mm-hmm. love. It brings disaster. 
yet another conflict between the two of them because Nicole Kidman leads with her heart and is impulsive and wants to find love and have passionate experiences and Sandra Bullock is afraid of getting hurt, right? Like that's the contrast there. And so Sandra Bullock, little baby Sandra Bullock, Camilla Bell, casts a spell on herself where she like makes a curse. She's like, I'm the man I love. Yeah, it's like they really don't learn. (laughs) It's like really not effective. And she's like, the man I'm going to fall in love with is going to have one green eye and one blue eye. He's going to ride a horse backwards. His favorite shape will be a star. Like she says all this random shit that her little child self thinks will make it impossible for her to fall in love because she makes up a fake person, like a person who doesn't, who can't exist. Uh, Let me just... Guess where this is going. <laughs> does he exist? He does. Oh. He's Aiden Quinn. Okay. Who was like big in the 80s and 90s. He was. Yeah. He was in Benning in June. Anyway. So that's like all you need to know about this movie going into it. Oh, that's all? Well, many more things happen. So once we get through all of that information, which is admittedly a lot of information. That's a lot. We like flash forward to when they're adults. Nicole Kidman, Jillian, goes off to Los Angeles or somewhere to, like, follow a boyfriend. Hmm. And Sandra Bullock stays home with the ants. And she's like, I'm going to be boring and frumpy because I'm wearing glasses and a cardigan. And Nicole Kidman's like, I'm in a tank top and I'm jumping out the window and I have bangs. And, like, that's how you know. I mean, that's is, that that's is how, how you know. know. Bangs are a risk, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you you know who the, like, nerdy, quiet one is because they have glasses. Yeah, because they have little I don't know glasses. if you know that the glasses is a personality trait. Yeah, especially if you're a woman. That's like it is. a one-way ticket to a personality. Mm-hmm. It really is. So it's they're like sad to be apart, but they're like going their separate ways. Then Sandra Bullock is like attracted to a little dude at a farmer's market, right? They're like chucking each other out. Her aunts clock it and make a love spell so that this dude falls in love with her. But don't they know? Yes, they know about the, the what? curse. Because they just want her to be happy. These silly aunts. I know. So they make a curse so that, like, Sandra Bullock falls in love with him and he falls in love with her. They get married, have some kids. All of, like, as much plot as I have talked about up to this point happens in, like, ten minutes. The next, the plot that I'm describing now from, like, when they're adults to this next part is, like, five minutes. They really cram it in there. So in those five minutes, Sandra Bullock falls in love with this dude. They get married, have two children, like, seem to be having a perfect life, and then he dies. Well, right. He gets hit by a truck of fruit. And this is not Aiden Quinn. No. Ugh. Goodness, Sandra. Yeah, because this guy who her aunts made her fall in love with was not from her curse. Like, he didn't have one green eye, one blue right, eye. Right, right, That whole but they still. Thought, but, oh, let me ask you this. Yeah. Riddle me this. Okay. Did they only fall in love because of the spell? Like, was it not Such true love? Question. Well, that's another, like, central question of this movie is, like, how much do you believe in magic, right? Sure. Like, she could decide that she only loved him because of the curse, but that doesn't make her any less sad when he dies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, whether or not it was, like, a spell that started it, it still feels right. pretty bad. But I guess, so the curse, though, right. is it, it does not discriminate between real love and spell love. No. Okay. It would appear not. And I guess sort of, we'll get to this, but at the end of the movie, they, they're just like, eh, maybe the curse isn't real if you don't oh believe it. Oh my god. Man, <laughs> don't jump to, uh, classic you. I know, classic okay. me jumping to the end. We'll discuss later about all of the things Quinn has ruined for me. <laughs> that Renee is not bitter about. <laughs> not at all. At all. Not held on to that grudge. <laughs> no grudges. No. <laughs> no sleeping dogs it's, live. It's, <laughs> is that the right? I don't think It so. doesn't matter. Okay, great. So Sandra Bullock's a widow. Nicole Kidman comes back briefly. She's like, oh, I'm in love with this hot, hot man whose name is Jimmy Angela, who turns out to be fucking psycho. 
And so the next major plot point of this film, we are still, by the way, only about a quarter of the way into this movie, and already all this fucking shit has happened. This movie is plot How heavy. How long is it? It's like two and a half hours long. Okay, I mean, that's longer than most like yeah, rom-coms. So, like, like okay, so they really filled it. Yeah, they really filled it. Okay. So Sandra Bullock is trying to move on from the loss of her husband. Nicole Kidman gets with this new guy, Jimmy Angelov, and they have, like, hot, hot sex. There's a blindfold involved in one scene. Another important thing to note is that, like, Sandra Bullock, you learn early on, is a more powerful witch than Nicole Kidman. Like, she's more talented in magic. Okay. So Nicole Kidman is witchy, but she it doesn't come as easily to her as mm. it does to Sandra Bullock. But Sandra Bullock is, like, very reticent to use magic. Because of, like, all the pain it's caused her. And yeah, because she because has kids. Because of her glasses. Yeah, because of her glasses. And because of her kids, she, like, doesn't want... One of whom is Evan Rachel Wood. And and because she has kids, she, like, doesn't want to involve them in magic. She wants them to have a normal life. Do they unquote. know that they're witches? Yeah, obviously. It's okay. Like, not a secret. Like, oh, okay. And everybody in the town also knows that they're witches. So that's sort of, like, history repeating <laughs> okay. itself. Okay. But, like... In, like, a true blood type way where everybody knows and it's just, like, part of life? Or, like... They're not thrilled about it. The townspeople okay. aren't thrilled. But nobody's, like... But there aren't, like, pitchforks. No pitchforks. Okay. Right. And so Nicole Kidman has this shitty boyfriend. And Sandra Bullock gets a call one night from her being, like, you have to come get me because he's abusive. Oh, my God. Yeah, dark. See what it I mean? Like, this movie turn. takes a really sharp turn. <laughs> and so Sandra Bullock goes to get Nicole Kidman. And they try and get to escape. She's like, oh, but I forgot my amulet in his car. So she goes to get her amulet from his car and, of course, he's fucking in the car and, like, abducts them, basically. And then they murder him. <laughs> they don't mean to. I mean, like, in the words of Chicago, it mm-hmm. sounds like he had it coming. He really but did. let me ask you this question mm-hmm. now as well. Just from the point of view of a movie. Yeah. Does the dramatic thematic turn, mm-hmm. is there any, like, foreshadowing thematic elements in the first what sounds like half of the movie but i'm (laughs) guessing is only 20 minutes yeah that would or is it just like oh my god this is a sharp dramatic turn of events it is odd and somewhat remarkable the way the movie blends together the serious and the light right like the seriousness and the like light funniness because the ants are like very goofy characters Mm -hmm. but then all of the plot around the two sisters is like very dark right and they don't dwell on the dark stuff for a long time like they focus more (laughs) on the relationship between the two sisters and how they support each other through the difficulties okay then if that makes sense that no that does okay so so where did we leave off we kill the boyfriend got it and then they decide because they are upset about killing him kind of accidentally. They like hit him on the head really hard and they Oh, don't. so it's so like, oh, we meant to knock him out. He's yeah, dead. Exactly. Classic situation. It's a classic situation. That's how yeah. women kill people, guys, by accident. It's true. Uh, and they decide they want to bring him back to their little Massachusetts town and bring him back to life. God, pick a lane, which movie. Are, pick which, a lane. I know, which they are not supposed to do. It's well, yeah, bad magic. That feels. And, yeah. and also, I'm sure you were about to say this, but so far, no practical magic has occurred. I'm waiting for it. It's not here yet. Oh. Uh, and so they decide to bring him back and bring him back to life. But they do. But it makes him like it makes him super evil and like a zombie. Does he have powers now? Kind of. So he like comes back to life and like tries to attack them. So they kill him again. Oh, my God. <laughs> so then Sandra Bullock hits him really hard on the head again. And kills him, and then they bury him, and they're like, okay, he's dead, we're done. Like, he's going to stay dead this time. I doubt it. Yeah, he does not stay dead this time. I mean, he is dead, but he's like a demon now, basically, in their backyard. And now, 
his mysterious death is what brings Aiden Quinn into town. <gasps> oh, okay, okay. Yes, I like you're it. following me. You're yes, picking up I'm what here, I'm throwing I'm down. Here. And now we are approaching the halfway point. Oh my goodness. <laughs> to know what the storyboard of this movie looked I'm like sure like when they were crazy. in <laughs> this is also a good time for me to bring up the director of this film who is griffin dunn griffin dunn is an actor and director who also happens to be joan didion's nephew okay i don't know who any of these people are <laughs> you'll have to look that up anyway so that's like kind of a fun factoid where were we why does they Aiden bring him Quinn back to life Quinn comes in town to investigate the death of her boyfriend who they murdered twice Yes. Why anybody would, like, call the cops on this guy, I don't know, because he seems, like, very sketchy and terrible. Like, Do we know who, or it's just no, like, oh, I'm an investigator. No, exactly. He's just like, mm, I'm a special investigator. And, oh, he's yeah, also, classic. like, from Arizona, but speaks with kind of, like, a Texas twang, which is confusing because he's, like, a sheriff. I don't know. I'm so sorry. He is going outside of his jurisdiction. Yeah. To investigate. Well, he doesn't this know. He doesn't know that he's dead at first. He just knows that he's missing, but he suspects that he's dead. Okay. <laughs> just again to pause. Yeah. So, Jay, who? Wait, James. Yes, yes James, James, the evil boyfriend. Jimmy Angelo. Got yeah. it. James, the boyfriend, is from L.A. He's from and New- a sheriff yeah. from New Mexico, Arizona. Arizona is going to the East Coast <laughs> to investigate. This missing person? Finally, you catch on, Renee. <laughs> what is happening in this know. movie? And also, like, he's a special investigator, but his, like, badge is, like, a sheriff star because, as it so happens, he is, in fact, the man that Sandra Bullock made the spell about. Like, he fits her uh, description. because the star, your favorite is a star. star. Does he, he have two different colored eyes? Yes. And Does he ride horses backwards? Yes, he makes, he can flick pancakes in the air, all that stuff. So this is where the romantic comedy aspect comes in. Because Great. he strongly suspects that Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman collaborated to kill Jimmy Angelo, which is, in fact, what happened. But he is also very attracted to Sandra Bullock. And I mean, she wouldn't be? Yes, she's gorgeous in this film, and always. Yeah, and forever. pretty much always. Yeah, Um. anyway, and she, like, also has the hots for him. But again, back to our central conflict, she doesn't want to fall in love with him because, A, she doesn't believe it'll be real, mm-hmm. and B, she doesn't want to get hurt again. I like it you say central conflict, like there's only one. It's just, like, the main one. No, I understand, but it sounds like there are about 15 different parts. There's a lot of things going on in this film. And also she's like a single mom raising these daughters, right? So there's oh, like... Right. I completely yeah, forgot about yes. that part. The movie also forgets about them at various <laughs> points. Like there's this one scene, Sandra Bullock to, to support herself has like a lotion store. Like I don't know, in the town she like has a shop where they sell like lotions and bath salts and like vaguely witchy things and like poultices and shit. I don't know. Why every 90s movie, there was always a tiny town where everyone sold weird, kitschy things and somehow made enough to support themselves? Somehow. And they also have a gorgeous, like, Victorian era Well, of fucking course they do. But I think it's, like, in the family. Like, that's their witch house. Um, Anyway, but there's this random scene where it's like, why is Sandra Bullock in a bad mood? Why is, I'm sorry, her character's name is Sally. Why is Sally in a bad mood? And her people who work for her are like, oh, it's phone tree day at the school. And she never gets picked to be on the phone tree, you know, because all the other moms hate her. And so Nicole Kidman goes to the school and, like, (laughs) casts a little spell to make, uh, like, Sandra Bullock the main person on the phone tree, which comes back later in the movie. I'm sure it does. But also, I would like to note, at this point, Mm -hmm. feels like the most practical magic. Yeah, that's more practical magic. Cool. 
Okay, great. So we're up to speed on that Aiden Quinn is now in town investigating them. For some reason. <laughs> okay, so the next major thing that happens, apart from, like, Sandra Bullock and Aiden Quinn making out intensely mm. when she goes to tell him what really happened, she mm-hmm. goes to, like, confess to him, basically. And he's like, no, don't tell me, because once you tell me... You really should talk to a lawyer before you tell me anything. And, like, I don't want to have to bring you in, right, because I'm hashtag in love with you. Right. She's like, okay, I am hot for you, too, but we can't fall in love. This can't be real. This can't happen. Blah, blah, blah. She runs away. Then Nicole Kidman gets possessed by the demon spirit of her boyfriend that they murdered twice. And Sandra Bullock's like, oh, no, what do we do? And then Aiden Quinn comes in because he, like, went after her and be like, oh, Sally, no. But then he sees, like... Jimmy's spirit come out of Nicole Kidman's body and is like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, that was his spirit. Like, you killed him. You did it. And she's like, okay, maybe. Yeah, we did. Fine. And he's like, oh, I don't know how to feel. Like, And she's like, oh, you're going to arrest me? You took me in jail. Like, I have two kids. And he's like, I don't know. And so he, like, runs away. I mean, also, he is so outside his jurisdiction. Yeah, I don't really think unclear. he even could. And he's, like, working alone, apparently. Yeah. Do they like, not have police in Massachusetts? Uh, apparently not. And, like, there's no one he's reporting back to. Like, there's no <laughs> This judge. is his, like, white whale. This is his solo really mission. To, like, find this girlfriend beater who no one cares about. Yeah. This, that's the biggest way to Way to hang your hat on that, Aiden. Right. And so he goes off to, like, deal with that. And her daughters are like, but that's him. Like, that's the guy from your spell. Like, he's he's the one, So Mom. they know about that? Yeah, it's they know about It's a discussion that they've had? Yeah. They, it's yeah. not really important. But at some point, they, like, found... It doesn't matter. Okay, whatever. Um, of the plot points in this movie that's the most important one and then nicole kidman gets possessed for a second time (laughs) you with me Uh, she's possessed again and so then the aunts and this and sally sandra bullock and all the other women in the town like get together sandra bullock calls everybody on the phone tree Uh, and is like y'all are right i'm a fucking witch sorry like hello newsflash but i need you all to come over to help save my sister and they're like you know what we hated you before but now we're into it so they all come over to do like they form a coven, as it were, and they exercise Nicole. The, yes, they oh, exercise wow. her, and it's very sweet. But so that I think that is the point where the practical magic ends? comes in. No, okay. <laughs> that is mostly how it ends. Like they free her from the demon, and then Aiden Quinn comes back and is like, "You're right. I don't need to arrest you. This is fine. I didn't really care about this case anyway. I'm in love with you. Let's fuck." And Sandra Bullock is like, "Well, there's a scene where she's like, no, this isn't real. Like I, I like made this spell and I wished for you because I thought you didn't exist right. where you were." And, and then there's a part where he's like, "I wished for you too, or whatever." And so, mm, so it's like the magic within all of us. That's very right. I love it. So that's the plot. <laughs> oh God. Okay. I guess my next question is why? Why are you obsessed with this movie? I'm obsessed with this movie for a couple reasons. One, there's like a very '90s, very amazing soundtrack. Ooh, good reason. Good reason. The soundtrack is so fun. B, obviously, the chemistry between Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock is amazing. And I just love thinking of them in the 90s, like, going somewhere in Washington to shoot this Mm. movie and just, like, having a great time. Like, it just seems like it would be a great time. It doesn't seem like it's not the kind of movie that required a lot of work. Like, it was probably, (laughs) as an actor, like, thinking, like, oh, this was probably, like, a really fun job it would be hard to say no to. Because it was probably, like, pretty good money, good cast, good director, kind of a fun, quirky script that was different and had some, like, fun elements to it, but also didn't take itself too seriously. I think that's also what I like about the movie is that it, as a film, it does not take itself too seriously. Except for the abuse and murder. Yeah, but they don't, part. as I said before, they don't really dwell don't on dwell. that. They don't dwell on the crimes and misdemeanors. They 
focus more on like the romance and the relationship between the sisters, which I can get on board with. Of course. As as a sister of of two other people. <laughs> of I, two other women. Yeah, of two other sisters. Uh yeah, so that's another reason why I like the movie. The costumes are super fun in nineties. There's a lot of high waisted jeans, which mm. we all know I love. Oh, yes, you do. Sandra Bullock has like super long hair that's very shiny. Her hair is so shiny, it's amazing. A lot of cardigans. It's like this movie is very much my personal aesthetic. That's not the best. Renee's looking at a picture. She's looking at the poster. That's I would just like to picture. note that in the picture, she is not wearing glasses. Yeah, it's like for a few scenes in the beginning. Well, of course, because that's always what happens in the 90s movies. Because yeah. like then once they become she interesting and have a plot, they lose the somehow get 2020 vision. Yep, that is exactly how it works. No, this, this is, is feeling all very 90s. There's a really good picture. There's a really good scene where Nicole Kim is in this like chunky uh. knit sweater that looks amazing on her, even though it's essentially a, a bag of yarn that uh, she's just. But that is on. right up your alley. It is right up my alley. So, like, really, what's not to like about this movie, except that the plot doesn't make sense? I mean, that's true, but that's so true of so many. But oh, Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman have not aged. No, they look incredible. And they really. I love that. And, like, they're good in this, but they've just gotten better over time, you know? I mean, that's so true. Have they been in other movies together? I don't think so. Because that really does feel like a strong. Parent. There's also a very fun scene like between Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock and their aunts where they all have margaritas and get super drunk. Uh, that sounds fun. It is fun. And apparently when they actually shot that scene, they were drunk and like uh, Nicole Kidman it. brought some tequila and they all got fucking turned <laughs> and just shot this scene in this big old house. <laughs> Honestly, you know, good for them. Yeah. And it just sounds amazing. So that's why I love Practical Magic. It's about women. It's about taking control of your own destiny and like not letting don't that's about not holding yourself back from happiness, basically. Yeah. This movie is about getting out of your own way. Yeah. I I from what I have now been told yeah. about it, I feel like that is a true assessment. Um and it also seems I feel like so many 90s, I mean, and also today movies are just like women are interesting because they're falling in love. Yeah. And it seems like Although that is the central kind of conceit of the movie, because mm-hmm. that is the main issue, like that's the that's the hurdle they have to get over, it seems like there's a lot more going on. Yes, it, there is a lot going on in this movie. I mean, there's so many layers. And it, a lot of times in, like you're right, like in romantic comedies, the only relationships you see women have are like relationships with the person who will be their significant other and like one other friend. Right. And they don't really have like connections to their family and their people at their, their career is like kind of on the in the background right. we don't really know what it is we don't really know what motivates them other than finding love and this movie starts out being about like trying to push love away mm-hmm. and like how love is challenging and hard and messy yeah. and out of control right because Sandra Bullock is like all about trying to maintain control after like losing her husband and losing her mother and like all the stuff and feeling like she doesn't have control over her own life in the end she really comes around to being like no I can control my own circumstances and have the life that I want, even if other people tell me that I'm cursed. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So I'm she, in it. the end, she really like she breaks the curse by basically deciding not to believe in it. Okay, Maybe. but <laughs> I mean, won't they find out if it's real if Aiden Quinn has a tragic death? There was no sequel, so <laughs> there's no way for us to know how that. We truly should write ended. a letter. We should there write should a letter. Be a sequel. Where could one watch Practical Magic? I watched it on Hulu. You can watch uh, it on Hulu. I think it might also be on HBO. Uh, well, this has been lovely. Yeah. I am glad that I know more about this. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know you better. Great. This, you know, it's shocking that after all of these years, there could be more to know. Yeah, but there always is. But that's what I'm excited about. 
should we i think we should jump into a segment i think we should jump into a Uh, segment everybody we are stoked about segments yes we have some fun little segment ideas for the end of our episodes and as we as we have i think really touched on many times you can be very close with somebody and still not know everything about them and it's good to be supportive of the things they are obsessed with Mm -hmm. so this part of the episode is called i'm obsessed with you because we turned and, it around yeah. uh, because we are obsessed with each other mm-hmm. and we really um, emphatically want to support each other in all of the obsessions that we maybe do not share. Right. Yeah. So this is a fun little segment where one of us will talk about the other person's obsession yeah. and try to describe it, even though we know nothing about it. Yep. Really good. So I think since you just described your obsession. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I would like you to describe to me. Okay, should we do math? We'll do math. Okay. So, Renee, uh, you're good at math. (laughs) That is true. And I'm real bad at it. Also true. Um, I know you took a lot of math in high school Mm -hmm. and also maybe before that. (laughs) You know, yes, also before that. (laughs) You were... (laughs) I know you took calculus. Yes, I, I took AP calculus, yes, in fact. Calculus of the advanced placement <laughs> variety. <laughs> I, on the other hand, did not finish pre-calculus. <laughs> and the funny thing is that between pre-calculus and calculus uh-huh. are other maths. <laughs> yeah, I uh, was not a fan of any of the maths. Okay, but I know you like math because it's very clearly defined, yes. rational, mm-hmm. if you don't know the answer, there is always a solution. Correct. Just There's just a matter of whether or not you'll be able to find it in the set amount of time, like in a test or whatever. But there is always a solution, a correct solution. And I think that is satisfying to you. That is very true. Yeah. That is one reason I love math. Mm -hmm. That is one, the main reason I hate math, it should be said, (laughs) because I know there's the right answer. And I also know in no short amount of time will I be able to understand why or what it is. (laughs) I don't know. That makes me sad because I feel like... In our discussions of math, mm-hmm. which have been many, mm-hmm. that it feels like it was mostly just because of the teachers that you had. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to like put it all on me having bad teachers because I truly like I'm not gifted in math. Like it does sure. not come naturally okay. to That's me. Fair. But uh, yes, I did not ever. I never had. I had like maybe one math teacher who I was like, oh, I can get along with you and you get the kind of attention I need to be able to understand this stuff. And in that class, I did really well one time. <laughs> In, like, seventh grade. Okay. (laughs) That was it. We all have our strengths. He had uh, bleached blonde hair. And all I remember is that one day he told us about how he really loved this, uh, like, Trader Joe's brand of Mountain Dew. And he would, like, buy it by the case. And then they stopped carrying it and he was sad. Trader Joe's does that. When I talk about, when I have my episode about Trader Joe's, Mm -hmm. we will discuss all of these layers. Renee, such a tease. Uh, I know. Um, anyway, so here are some math problems. Okay. Here, for... oh <laughs> All right. I'm ready. No, I'm here's sitting the thing, here. Is that I know that you have just memorized the, t- the, the multiplication times table, whatever. As you do. So then. they will not be around that. <laughs> because that is just rote memorization. Okay. Fuck. Okay. Here are some word problems oh, no. that I have thought of. Okay. Um, and you we can. Yes. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I just I love that picturing is. you sitting down to write a word problem. I didn't write them down. Me. They're just in my head. Oh, okay. Yes. You wrote but them I thought about them head. for you. Okay, great. That's what the important they? part. Okay, let's get this over with. Okay. If I am 14. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Which I am not, just for the record. I am not 14. No. In the case of this world problem, I am. Uh-huh. If I am 14 okay. and my brother is half my age, mm-hmm. how old will he be when I am 20? Oh. Okay. No, I can do this. Okay. <laughs> I have. Do what you like some scratch Most paper. Of, no, no, no. Most okay. of the reason that I don't like math is because I feel stressed that I am going to get it wrong, even though I should just okay, be this more is safe space. Okay, great. So you are 14 and your brother is half your age. So your brother is seven. Correct. <laughs> we are. We are getting Which there, means yes. you are seven years apart. Yes. So when you are 20, is that the question? Yes. When you are 20, he will be 13. <laughs> <laughs> great work. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. That was great. Everybody who's going to eventually listen to this is going to be like, we all knew it was 13 <laughs> as, she, as soon as she said it. Who is this fucking It's okay. Idiot? When you judge me on geography, <laughs> it will be... We all have our obsessions and we all have our own strengths and weaknesses. It is true. This has been your next obsession. We're your hosts, Quinn and Renee. Special thanks to Jono for our music, Dean for our graphics, and Quinn for editing. You are welcome. Let us know what you thought of this episode by leaving a comment, and don't forget to subscribe. For more information on us and the show, search Your Next Obsession Podcast on all the social medias and or send an email to yournextobsessionpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening! We're adorable. We're so cute!